Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. You are tuned in to WXAN Radio here in Ava, Illinois, and I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton. It is Saturday, October the 7th at 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. We're glad you're tuned in today. We appreciate it. Like always, we ask you to let someone know that we have a service available right now. We've got a Bible teaching going on. We'd love to have them tuning in to listen as well. And we thank you for your prayers. We're praying for you and are grateful for this opportunity to be part of the WXAN radio ministry. So today, we're glad you're tuned in to the Good Tidings radio broadcast, and I'm accompanied today by my lovely wife, Dorinda. Always glad to have her within the uh, recording studio as well. I want you to open your Bibles today to Philippians chapter number 4. Philippians chapter number 4, and we're going to take a text from verses 6 and 7. Now, this is something that we as believers always understand But it's imperative that we practice, put it into our daily life, and follow through with what God teaches us here. And that is dealing with the matter of prayer. Now, I want to get personal for a moment. I want to ask you, how often do you pray? The Bible tells us men ought always to pray and not to faint. And if we're growing to be like Jesus, being conformed into his image, Romans chapter 8 and verse 29 Part of that is praying. Jesus often prayed, and he's our example. And this morning, we want to look at Jesus Christ and follow his example of praying. So we can entitle this message, this lesson, if you will, the prayer example of Jesus Christ. The prayer example of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter number four, verse number six and seven. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Jesus is our example. We want to love as he loved. We want to look at human beings as Jesus looked at human beings. We want to share the truth like Jesus always shared the truth. We want to do it in love. But we want to follow and make Jesus Christ, we want to pattern our lives after him. He's the one that saves us. He's the one that we worship. He's the one that we serve. And he's the one that we exalt and lift up here in our ministry, but also in the ministry of WXAN Radio. We're leading people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and for the believer to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, sure enough, prayer is a vitally important matter within our personal lives. Someone said, and I quote, the mind is the greatest tramp in the world. Always here, and it's always there. So the thought is this. Keep your mind on the Bible and the teachings of Jesus Christ, and you're going to be all right. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, unto all good works. That word perfect means mature, 
Are you maturing in Jesus Christ? Are you growing in your faith and walk with Jesus Christ? Now, folks, we can all open the Bible. And when we do open the Bible, it opens the mind of God. And we need to see what God is speaking to us about today. And we'll pray that this will be a great blessing to you. The power that you have before you as a believer to live the victorious Christian life is the fact that after you've trusted Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit takes up residence within you, and he leads you into all truth, and he'll always point you to the Bible. He'll always point you to the Bible. And to have power in your life, you must have the Word of God readily available. You must have it memorized. You must be doing what it says to receive the blessings of God. Are you practicing the Bible? Are you spending time within it? Now, think about this. How is your prayer life? On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your prayer life? 10 being fantastic, 1 being dismal and almost not even at all. How often do you pray? Now, if you want to become a prayer warrior like Jesus Christ, then we need to find out how Jesus did everything and follow that pattern. So I hope you have a pen, a piece of paper today available. Jot down the notes. I always try to keep my outlines and my messages simple so that everyone can understand them because that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way I need it, and that's the way I believe God uses it effectively. So God wants to change us, folks, to be more like his son Jesus. He wants to turn your troubles in life into triumphs. God wants to turn your problems into possibilities, and he wants to turn your heartaches into happiness. And the way that happen happens is when we pray, because when we pray, God begins to work out of obedience to the Scripture. He begins to work as we are obedient to it. You want to become a prayer warrior? You want to win a battle over worrying? Are you affected a lot as a person who worries? You can't be both. You can't be a prayer warrior like Jesus and worry about stuff at the same time. Because in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. The word careful means to be filled with anxious care. And the word worry is not in God's vocabulary. So before you exit your bedroom of a morning, you need to enter your prayer room. The songwriter said it this way, and I quote, Ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray in the name of Christ, the Savior? Did you sue for loving favor as a shield today? Oh, how praying rests the weary. Prayer will change the night today. So often life seems dark and dreary. Uh, So we don't need to forget to pray, end of quote. Prayer is one of the most important elements in the Christian life. There are two things that Christians need to be up to date on, and that is number one, prayer, talking to God, in other words, prayer, and number two, the Bible, and that is listening to God as he talks to us through his word directed by his spirit. So God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, and we need to get in touch with God, folks. Life is very important, and we need to pray a lot because that's how God is going to work within our midst, in our lives and in the things that are important to us. A poem said, and I quote, Prayer makes the darkest cloud withdraw. Prayer climbs the ladder Jacob saw. Prayer brings every blessing from above. 
End of quote. And it does. So we need to pray as Jesus did and follow the example that Jesus Christ did. So in your daily schedule, what? think about this. Another question. What in your daily schedule is more important than praying? What is it? Jesus Christ is the greatest prayer example in the Scripture. We know that Daniel also was a prayer warrior. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, And verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. Daniel was a prayer warrior. Daniel knew what it was like to need God. And folks, I need God. You need God. We need God in our families, in our churches, in our nation. So. Jot this down. Jesus Christ is the example is the example for our prayer life, and let's take a look at how he prayed. Number one, Jesus prayed early in the morning. In Mark chapter one and verse number thirty five, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. In Psalm Chapter number five and verse number three. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. The poet said, and I quote, I met God in the morning when its day was at its best, and his presence came like a sunrise, like a glory in my breast. All day long the presence lingered. All day long he stayed with me. And we sailed in mighty comfort across a very troubled sea. Other ships were blown and battered. Other ships were in sore distress. But the winds that seemed to drive them brought to us a peace and a rest. Then I thought other mornings with keen remorse in mind, when I had loosed the moorings of his presence left behind. So I think I know the secret learned from many a troubled way. You must meet him in the morning if you want him throughout the day. End of quote. Now, if you start your day with the day star, and that's Jesus, your day will be filled with blessing. But if you start your day without Jesus Christ first in your life and through your prayers, your day is going to be filled with chaos, confusion, consternation, and conflict. So, without prayer, our vision is going to be out of focus. So Jesus Christ got up early in the morning to pray. He started his day with prayer. Number two, Jesus is our prayer example. He prayed all night long. Jesus prayed all night long. Folks, he did this before he made his most important decisions in his ministry. And I would encourage you, before you make a big decision in your ministry, in your marriage, in your business, in your life, whatever it may be, that you would look to God and begin it with prayer. Jesus did it before he started choosing his apostles, all 12 of them. He spent time in prayer. You see, praying long, a church should pray long before it ever selects a pastor. Our problem is we act, then we pray, when we should pray, and then act. D.L. Moody said, and I quote, Christians should begin, continue, 
and in every day in prayer. Christians would be kinder, they would be gentler, and they would be sweeter if we did. You know, the typical prayer of the typical Christian, and we're all guilty of it, I'm sure, is, Lord, bless me, my four, and no more. We're asking for God's blessings, and we should. But how serious are we about a prayer life? We can pray all the time. How long is your prayer list? Do you have a prayer list, friend? Do you have people that you list that you're praying for daily, repeatedly, passionately, earnestly, asking God to intervene in their life? Just recently, Dorinda and I saw uh, answers to prayer on my side of the family. People who had not been together for a long time because life takes them different ways. And their parents are getting way up there in age. And these parents or these cousins are sisters. And just recently through prayer and reaching out after praying that these sisters were taken by the cousins to be put together again so they could all fellowship and see each other because these elderly sisters hadn't seen each other for quite a while. And it was their desire. But it was all the effect and the blessing of prayer. Everything we do has got to be lubricated by prayer. How long is our prayer list? Do you pray as the Bible instructs us to? Do you have a prayer list? If you don't, you should, believer. Luke 6 and verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he, that's Jesus, went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. I don't know if I could stay up all night to pray to God. I've never done that before. I've prayed at different times throughout the night, and you no doubt have too. But I'm telling you, when we hit a crisis moment of life, or there's something that really comes into our life that troubles us, it may be a trial, we get bad news, we're shaken to the core. What's the first thing that God people do? Pray, and we should. As a nation, we recently saw 9-11 memorialized, commemorated. That event shook the United States to its core, and Christians began to pray like they hadn't prayed for a long time. Why should we have to wait, or why should we be be so, uh, just be so uh, out of touch with God that we're not praying that way consistently, that it would take some kind of a great move to have to trouble us and shake us and remind us to pray all over again. God wants us to be talking to him regularly. Jesus, our example of prayer, he prayed in the morning, early in the day. Number three, Jesus prayed in the wilderness. He prayed in the wilderness. Now in Luke chapter number five and verse number 16, The scripture says, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. How many of you listening today, maybe you're a deer hunter or you're someone that likes to work with, uh, go hiking or whatever the case may be, or spend time in the woods. I think we all do. Those are wonderful times. Great times to pray. Taking that drive, pray. You can have your eyes open and attentive to what you're doing, but also being a matter of prayer. And here's the, here's the lesson. Being alone with God is important. 
We live in such a distracted world today. Our phones, social media, television bombardment, instant information, most of it absolutely to no avail and no good and no significance whatsoever. That Satan has distracted the world. The Bible says that the God of this world, that's the devil, hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. Lost people are so distracted with their phones, their computers, their internet accessibilities, their social media platforms, that they're so amused with what's going on in life, they're not listening to the fact that you must be born again. To go to heaven, you must know Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Savior, and they're so distracted, they're not stopping to take time to say, how is my spiritual condition? Am I right with God? Am I not right with God? Have I heard the good news that Jesus Christ is the epitome of God so loving the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that born of the virgin, raised up and lived sinlessly to come for the direct purpose and the sole primary purpose of dying on the cross of Calvary vicariously as a substitute shedding his blood in the place of we sinners because mankind is a sinner we're all sinners we owe god a sin debt and that sin debt must be paid and if it's not paid when the person dies they go to hell because they have to pay for their own sins but if they don't hear that christ died and paid for their sins and shed his blood in their place. He was buried after he was crucified in the tomb and then resurrected the third day. He has made the payment for the sinner's sin debt. And now if the sinner will come to the knowledge of the truth and realize I'm a sinner, I can't save myself, I'm going to put my faith in Jesus Christ to be my personal Savior. And God, by grace, through faith in Jesus, takes what Jesus did and applies it to that person immediately, by grace and instantaneously. Their sin debt is paid by the blood of Christ. They're forgiven, and they're given a home in heaven. Amen. That's what's important. Amen. So if you don't know Christ and know for sure you're going to heaven, follow me in this simple prayer of faith right now. Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven when I die. Folks, the world has been so, so distracted that people aren't aware of that good news message. That's why we as Christians must tell them daily. We must pray for people in our families that are lost or if we're not sure if they're saved, we must pray for the those Christians who are backslidden, as we preached last week, to come back to God and be revived. We must ask God to revive us, Amen. but to revive us in our prayer life to start with. God will, folks. Being alone with God in prayer is important. Jacob was alone with God in Genesis 32 and 24, and Jacob was left alone until the breaking of the day. What happened? God had to break his will. The pre-incarnate Jesus Christ twisted his hip out of proportion, out of joint, to get his attention. So God wants us today to shut off the television for a bit, the computer, get off the phone and get alone with God, which is the need that we have individually in our marriages, in our families, in our businesses, 
In our country, God knows we need revival in our country, but revival will not come until we first put God back in first place and confess those sins. He said what? If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. How are we seeking his face? Pray. God, send us revival. Then will I hear from heaven. That's after the praying. That's after the seeking. That's after the repenting of the sin. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. I tell you today, believer, I need it. You need it. We all need revival in our heart and healing in our heart spiritually. And God will do that. But it begins with prayer. So, Jesus being our prayer example, not only did we see that he prayed when he was in the wilderness, he got alone with God, but number four, Jesus prayed on the Mount of Transfiguration. In Luke chapter number 9 and verse number 30 and 31, the scripture teaches us, and behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decree of his decease which he should accomplish at Jerusalem verse 29 and as he prayed the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistening Jesus's crucifixion was the subject they were talking about in heaven folks and are we going to know each other in heaven absolutely we will 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 12 tells us, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. Time is running by quickly. We must hurry. So another example that Jesus gave us for our prayer life, number five, is Jesus prayed in an unnamed place. Luke chapter 11 and verse number one, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. The songwriter said, and I quote, teach me to pray, Lord, teach me to pray. This is my heart cry day unto day. I long to know thy will and thy way. Teach me to pray, Lord, teach me to pray. End of quote. Luke 18, 1 tells us, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. In other words, the word ought, that's an obligation to pray for one another. In 1 Thessalonians five seventeen, pray without ceasing. In other words, God said, stay in a mood of prayer. Christian, do you want to see God bless you afresh and new, revive you, revive everything in your life that matters to you, revive your country? Then you must be in a matter of prayer. You must be in a mind of prayer. Prayer must become a priority, and we must pattern that prayer life after Jesus Christ. God wants us to be fervent in James chapter 5 and verse 16. Quickly, the fer- effective, the, the effectual fervent prayer prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Are you serious about your prayer life? Are you serious about what you're asking God? He sees our heart when we're really serious about it. He knows it, and he'll act accordingly. So we must be fervent. We must be red hot in our prayer life. 1 Thessalonians 3.10, night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face, Paul said. And I'm going to conclude in just a moment with this. Jesus Christ is our praying example. And number six, he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
Luke twenty two forty four, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He was in such an intense state of emotional strain and anguish. Folks, he was in agony. He was praying. He needed to get a hold of the Father. And we're going to conclude this morning with this. Jesus, number seven, prayed when he was on the cross. And he prayed this, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And in conclusion, to pray more like Jesus means that we must be living more like Jesus. Are you living like Jesus? Well, to do that, you must start praying like Jesus. Jesus is the example. We can be a prayer warrior if we'll pray like Jesus Christ and pattern our prayer life after Jesus. Folks, you know this. There are family members there are people in your realm and of influence and spectrum that need your prayers. Pray for, pray for WXAN Radio. Pray for revival in your country. Pray for your elected officials that God would root out the evil and put it in, put in with good. Folks, there are, there's much to pray about. And people need your prayers. And there are people praying for you. Dorinda and I are praying for you. And we are grateful for your listening. Let everybody know that Jesus is good tidings of great joy. Hand out a gospel track this week. Invite someone to church. Ask someone if you could pray for them and then pray for them. And watch God work in a great and mighty way. We're grateful that you've been tuned in today to the Good Tidings radio broadcast. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming. And Jesus is good tidings. Oh, yes. He's finally here. Emmanuel. God is with us. Oh, yes. For unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord. So fear not. Fear not. Yes, sir. So fear not, fear not, for I bring you yeah, yes. tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. The Messiah has come to deliver the world from their sin. Glory to God in the highest, facing good will toward all men. It's my job to spread the news to every man, woman, girl, and boy. It's my job to spread to you. 